श्रवनम डायरीज पॉडकास्ट हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा एवरीवन वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग टू रीड द नेक्टर ऑफ डिवोशन द बुक बाय हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस अभयचरण नारविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी श्रीला प्रभुपादा चैप्टर 12 फर्दर एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ ट्रांसेंडेंटल सर्विस नेक्स्ट item is performing devotional service in kartika one of the most important of these ceremonial functions is called urja vrata urja vrata is observed in the month of kartika october november especially in vrindavan there is a specific program for temple worship of the lord in his damodar form damodar refers to krishna's being bound with the rope of his with the rope by his mother yashoda it is said that just as lord damodar is very dear to his devotees so the month known as damodar or kartika is also very dear them the execution of devotional service during urja vrata in the month of kartika is especially recommended to be performed at mathura the system is still followed by many devotees they go to mathura or vrindavana and stay there during the month of kartika specifically to perform devotional services during this period in the padma purana it is said quote the lord may offer liberation or material happiness to a devotee but after some devotional service has been executed particularly in mathura during the month of kartika the devotees want only to attain pure devotional service unto the lord unquote the poor part is that the lord does not award devotional service to ordinary persons who are not serious about it but even such unserious persons who execute devotional service according to the regulative principles during the month of kartika and within the jurisdiction of mathura in india are very easily awarded the lord's personal service jai observing next item observing festivals celebrating the lord's activities in the bhavishya purana there is a statement about observing different ceremonies celebrating the lord's appearance birthday and other transcendental activities It is said, quote, "My Lord Janardhan, Krishna, please let us know the date when your mother Devaki Devi gave birth to you. If you kindly inform us about this, then we shall observe a great celebration on this date. O killer of Keshi, we are souls." 100% surrendered unto your lotus feet 
and we wish only to please you with our ceremonies. Unquote. This statement of the Bhavishya Purana gives evidence that by observing different functions in relationship with the Lord, one is sure to become pleasing to the Lord. Jai. Next, serving the deity with great devotion. It is said in the Adi Purana, quote, A person who is constantly engaged in chanting the holy name and who feels transcendental pleasure being engaged in devotional service is certainly awarded the facilities of devotional service and is never given just mukti, liberation. Unquote. Hmm. Mukti means liberation from material contamination. When liberated, one does not have to take birth again in the material world. The impersonalists desire to merge into the spiritual existence, to end their individual existence. But according to Srimad Bhagavatam, Mukti is only the beginning of one's becoming situated in his normal condition. The normal condition of every living entity is to be engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. From the statement of the Adi Purana, it appears that a devotee is satisfied simply with being engaged in devotional service. He does not aspire for any liberation from material conditional life. In other words, anyone who is engaged in devotional service is not in the material condition of life, although he may appear so. Next, recitation of Srimad Bhagavatam among devotees. Now, Srimad Bhagavatam, right? You know, after Nectar of Devotion, we are starting Srimad Bhagavatam. And this is just so incredibly exciting. Let's read further. So, what does it mean? Srimad Bhagavatam is the desire tree of Vedic wisdom. Veda itself means the aggregate of knowledge. And whatever knowledge is required for human society is perfectly presented in Srimad Bhagavatam. Imagine, whatever knowledge is required for human society, perfectly presented in Srimad Bhagavatam. There are different branches of knowledge in the Vedic writings, including sociology, politics, medicine, and military art. All these and other branches of knowledge are perfectly described in the Vedas. So, as far as spiritual knowledge is concerned, that is also perfectly described there, and Srimad Bhagavatam is considered to be the ripened fruit 
of this desire-fulfilling tree of the Vedas. A tree is honored by the production of its fruit. For example, a mango tree is considered very valuable because it produces the king of all fruits, the mango. When the mango fruit becomes ripened, it is the greatest gift of that tree. And Srimad Bhagavatam is similarly held to be the ripened fruit of the Vedic tree. And as ripened fruit becomes more relishable when first touched by the beak of a parrot or shuka, Srimad Bhagavatam has become more relishable by being delivered through the transcendental mouth of Shukadeva Goswami. Srimad Bhagavatam should be received in disciplic succession without any breakage. When a ripened fruit comes from the upper part of the tree onto the ground by the process of being handled down from a higher branch to a lower branch by persons in the tree, the fruit does not break. Srimad Bhagavatam, when received in the Parampara system or disciplic succession, will likewise remain unbroken. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita that the disciplic succession or Parampara is the way of receiving transcendental knowledge. Such knowledge must come down through the disciplic succession through authorized persons who know the real purpose of the Shastra. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommended that one learn Srimad Bhagavatam from the mouth of the self-realized person called Bhagavatam. Bhagavata means, quote, in relationship with the personality of Godhead, Bhagavan, unquote. So the devotee is sometimes called Bhagavatam and the book which is in relationship with devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead is also called Bhagavatam. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommended that in order to relish the real taste of Srimad Bhagavatam, one should take instruction from the person Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam is relishable even by a great oh even by a liberated person. Shukadeva Goswami admitted that although he was liberated from within the very womb of his mother, it was only after relishing Srimad Bhagavatam that he became a great devotee. Thus, only one who is desirous of advancing in Krishna consciousness should relish the purport of Srimad Bhagavatam through the discussions of authorized devotees. Mm -hmm. Did I say only? No, it just says one who is desirous, not only. Anybody can 
try to relish Srimad Bhagavatam. Okay, let me put the light so that I would not. Yeah, not perfect. So, in Srimad Bhagavatam, second canto, first chapter, verse 9, Shukadeva Goswami admits that although he was very much attracted by the impersonal Brahman, when he heard the transcendental pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead from the mouth of his father, Vyasadeva, he became more attracted to Srimad Bhagavatam. The idea is that Vyasadeva was also a self-realized soul and his mature contribution of transcendental knowledge was delivered directly to Shukadeva Goswami in the manner indicated. Jai. So tomorrow we shall read about association with advanced devotees and then about chanting the holy names and living in Mathura. And this will be the end of the chapter. Haribo! Jai! Thank you so much for tuning in today. The book links, previous episodes, timeline, and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com. The link is in the description, and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna.